Well, good day, everybody. It's Stephen back with you once again. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. And I just want to speak a blessing over you before we begin. I thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, and uh, in Jesus' name, may this word that the Lord has given to me absolutely just bless you and fill you. And before we start, I just want to call on God to lead us, to guide us. Because no matter what I say, if the Holy Ghost doesn't touch your life, if the Holy Ghost doesn't allow the word to settle into your heart, it means nothing. So we're just going to pray that the Holy Ghost touches you. Oh, Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your goodness, your blessings, and your mercy to us. And I thank you for each and every single person that you have caused to tune in today. And so, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would just give them an extra special blessing. God, I pray that you would open up heaven over them. God, I pray that you would just pour out blessings so deep and wide over them that they can't help but praise you and magnify your name and to just shout out of your goodness. Father, you are awesome. We bless you and we praise you. And I just ask, Lord, that you just allow your Holy Spirit to take the word and to teach us, lead us, and guide us. Move upon each and every single person, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Guys, thank you again for tuning in. And uh, we're going to go into the Word here. Uh, if I had anything to entitle uh, what the Lord had, had put upon me for this particular session, it would be, this is a new season. And it might sound like a little bit of an oxymoron knowing what's going on out in this world. But uh, just hold tight with me and... Uh, Let's just see what the Lord has got uh, prepared for us. So if you've got your Bibles, I want you to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And we're going to start verse number 16 and go right to 18. Now I've got the uh, NAS version, but any version is good. So if we start at 16, it says, Or what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God, just as God said. I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from their midst and be separate, says the Lord, and do not touch what is unclean. And I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you will be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord. Guys, I, I just... I had such an impression when I was going into prayer that the Holy Ghost just put upon me for this, for this message. And it's time to step out and be separate. It's time that we would not have an agreement with the things of this world, but that we would come into line with what God Almighty has for us. Because we are a holy generation, and we are a royal priesthood. That's what the Word of God says about us. And for those of you that are looking upon this screen, right now or listening to me and you're going what in the world is he talking about listen Jesus Christ is the king of kings there is nobody else that is going to overpower Jesus he is the all-time undisputed undefeated champion of love there is nobody that is going to take his crown away he's higher than the highest he's mightier than the mightiest and I'll tell you there is nobody that is going to be able to impeach him from the very 
very throne. And today is a day, if you've ever heard it, that Jesus Christ is coming and he's coming soon. And so it's time to take ourselves and be separate from this world. And it's time that we elevate ourselves into the kingdom of God as he's called us to do. That we would not look down upon people, but that we would take that which he has given to us and that we would start to exercise those gifts. That we would start to exercise the faith that he has given to us and that we would step out in love and in mercy that he has shown to us and so freely give it to those people in this world that need it so desperately. You know, God is such an amazing God Then he is a holy God and he is a just God. Now listen to me. When I, I want to start out by saying this right off the bat that following Jesus is not a bunch of rules and regulations. Following Jesus is not a formula. God is a father, not a formula. Let me repeat that. Following God is not a formula. Following God is because he is a father. And just as we have fathers, there are there are boundaries sometimes that we have when we're at home. There are things that we don't like, but yet the Word of God gives us instruction as to what we need to do and how we need to live our lives. And there's a time of discipline, and there's a time when we have to say no to the things of this world. And so that's what the Word of God is talking about here, that we would be called out, that we would be separate. You see, right from the very get-go in, in verse number 16, it says, Or what agreement has the temple of God with idols? That means this, that when there's things in this world that the rest of it is idolizing, that's not for the church. Our, our purpose is to worship the Lord God. Even if we go back to the very Ten Commandments, it says, the Lord, you know, worship the Lord your God. There shall be no other idols before him. Right? So, I mean, it's right in the very get-go. But again, this is not about a formula. This is about a father. And so as we begin to go into the word of God just a little bit more here, we want to recognize that God is calling us to be separate. God is calling us and he's identifying us as a royal priesthood. He's identifying us as the, a, a temple of the Holy Ghost. So let's go and take a look a little bit more at this. And we're going to go into 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 4, and we'll go to, to 11. And we're going to talk about some of the things that the temple of God has. And it says, Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. And there are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things and all persons. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for common good. For common good. What that means is there's a common goal, okay? So it's common good. This is not about personal um, elevation. It's not for a personal platform. It's for the common good, all right? So that's very important to understand that. So for, and verse number eight, for to the one who is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, and to another gifts of healing by the Spirit, and to another effecting of miracles, and to other prophecy, and to other distinguishing of spirits, and to another various kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of the tongues. But 
one and the same Spirit works all things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. Why did I bring that up? Why? Because we who are the temple of the Holy Ghost have the honor, we have the benefit, we have the privilege of being able to receive the gifts of the Spirit. These are gifts of the Spirit. And so what we have to recognize is that that is an awesome privilege. All right. So let's go just a little bit further and let's go into verse number 21. And it says, And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Or again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. So what it's talking about here is elements of the body. And so as the body is a whole, so the church, when you look at it, has different parts to it. So that's what it's saying. There are different parts. You can't say to another one, I don't need you. So that's really what it's saying here, but let's keep going here. Verse number 22, on the contrary, it is much truer that the members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we deem less honorable on these things, we bestow more abundant honor. And on our unseemly members come to have more abundant seemingness. Whereas our seemingly members have no need of it. But God has so composed the body, giving more abundant honor to the member which lacked. So let me just stop here and just let me say what, what it's saying here. Many times we look at the church. Many times we look at those people in prominent positions and we say, okay, they're the ones that should have the giftings. You know, they've got the microphone. They're out in front of people. Um, you know, and many of the regular church people, uh, you know what, it's okay, but you know, it's not really for us. It's for them up there. I'm going to stop you right there and say this. That is not true. That is nothing but a lie from the devil. That is nothing but a lie to try and rob you of what God has for you in your life. And so what it's saying now is that there is an element of those that are within the body, we need to elevate, we need to bring more honor. Because those people that are in the prominent positions, guess what? They shouldn't have to have their ego stroked. They shouldn't have to be elevated anymore. They're doing what God has called them to do. And if they're doing it with the right heart, heart, then God will bless them. And so it's important to recognize that it's the people within the pews, it's the regular people that we would see each and every week on a regular basis that need to be honored more, that need to be blessed more, that need to be exalted more. That's what it's saying here, the lesser parts. You can't say, I don't need the person in the prominent position. The same thing as the person that's in the position can't say to those that are in the church, I don't need you. That's not the way this works. Okay, so the, the Spirit gives giftings for the common good. The common good is the body as a whole. So let's keep going here just a little bit more. And if we go into verse number, where am I here? Number 24. Whereas our seemingly members have no need of it, but God has so composed the body, giving more abundant honor to the member which lacked, that there should be no division in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. So important. The members all should have the same care. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. When one member is honored, all the members honor. Now you are Christ's body and individually members of it. And God has appointed in his church first apostles, second prophet, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing and helps, administrations, various other kinds. Are they not all apostles, are they? 
Are they not prophets, are they? Are they not teachers? Are they not workers of miracles, are they? All do not have gifts of healing, do they? All do not speak with tongues, do they? All do not have interpretation, but earnestly desire the greater gifts, and I will show you a more excellent way. Well, guys, let me, let me just stop right there and, and talk a little bit about that verse 31, and it's the greater gifts. Well, what are the greater gifts? Well, the greater gifts are simply explained if we go a couple of chapters over and go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse number 12. And it says this, So also you, since you are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek to abound for the edification of the church. Guys, the giftings that God pours out are for the edification. And edification is just a big word for build up. It's, it's something to lift up. It's something to promote. It's something to exalt. It means that you are going to be there to support one another. That's what the gifts are given for. And so when we recognize that there is an element where we are now called out, we are now separate from this world. God has called us to a place of holiness where we're going to focus our eyes on the Father, where we're going to focus our hearts on worshiping Him. And now we need, we need to recognize the very commandments that God has given us. And the two commandments that God has given us is love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength, and love your brother as yourself. Guys, or your neighbor as yourself, if you want to get real technical there. But I mean, what this means is love God first, loving one another second. That's the whole kingdom of God. Those are the commandments that we're supposed to live by. It's not a bunch of rules and regulations because when we begin to fall within the guidelines of loving God with everything that we have, and we begin to love our brothers and sisters with everything that we have, everything seems to flow very naturally. When we try to get our own ways in there, our own opinions in there, things get all messed up. But when we get our eyes set and focused in on the Lord Jesus Christ, when we get our eyes and our hearts focused on worshiping Him and coming together to magnify God, when we come together not in a place of jealousy looking at the other gifts that are going on within the church, but that we come together and recognize, oh, my brother has got such a gift of healing, and he's releasing that to build up the church. Oh, maybe I've got something different that I'm going to be able to release. And it's not something that needs to be uh, looked down upon by one another. Too many times, this is what the Lord really put upon my heart as, as I was preparing this, is that too many times we're looking at people as leaders, that they're the ones that have the giftings, and that we want to be like that, or that we want that gift, but yet we fail to recognize that they're only a man, they're only a woman. God is the giver of these gifts, and we need to get our eyes fixed upon Him. And we need to have a heart that's going to love God, that's going to worship God, that's going to magnify God. And He'll release all those things to us. And when He does, let's use them to build up the church. But there is an element of saying, okay, first and foremost, I want to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to be separate, and I recognize who He has called me to be, that I am a royal priesthood, and that I am a temple of the Holy Ghost. And when we recognize that we are a temple of the Holy Ghost, all of a sudden we can recognize that within the temple, now He can release the giftings, because that's what it's supposed to be. You don't want to pour good gifts into something that's fallen down into ruins. If you were a king and you had 
if you had riches and wealth untold, and you had to have some place to put that, you wouldn't go to a shack and just start throwing it in necessarily, would you? You wouldn't want to do that. But when you come to Jesus Christ, no longer are you considered a shack. No longer are you considered in shambles. But now when you come to Jesus, the Word of God says that you are a new creation in Christ. So because you are a new creation in Christ, there's a different mindset that has to happen. And so let me try to show you here what, what needs to be done. So when Jesus Christ comes into your life, what happens is lots of times we just expect him just like we would buy a house. And we go in and we buy the house and we look at it and we say, okay, well, maybe I just want to wallpaper or repaint this wall. Maybe take up the carpet and put something else down. So we just want to redecorate a little bit. When Jesus Christ comes into your life, you need to recognize this. Sometimes he's not just coming in to repaint an area of your, of your life in your home. What he's doing is he's coming in and he's knocking down walls and he's laying a different foundation and he's lifting up a roof and he's, he's doing all this stuff and sometimes it's messy and it's painful and you're going, what in the world is going on? Why am I going through all this, this, this chaos in my life? But yet you have to recognize that Jesus is coming to your life and he's making you fit for to be the place of a king. You see, because you are royal priesthood, and you're not a shack. And the king is not coming to live in a shack. The king is coming to live in a palace that is fit for a king. And so that's what he's called you. And too many times we go through these situations and we're like, oh, I, I, I can't do this anymore. It just seems too unbearable. It, I, I, there's so much going on. But yet the king is there. And he says, no, 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 don't worry about that. I'm here. To see, the good news is that I'm going to be with you through the good times. And I'm going to be with you in the bad times. That's the awesome part about knowing Jesus. That's the awesome part about coming to Him. It's because He gives you His presence. He gives you His power. He gives you His authority. He gives you His love. See, because He is a giver. He's not a taker. He's a giver. What God wants from you is He wants your worship. See, God is not doing anything that He wouldn't ask you to do. God loves you so much that He's giving you everything. What God expects in return, you know what? We all want the same thing in our lives. We want to be loved. We want to have a sense of belonging. We want to be cared for. You know what? In the same fashion, God wants your love. He wants your passion. He wants your heart. He wants you to come to Him and, and, and have this expectancy and this joy of knowing that you're going to be with Him and that He's just going to bless you and that you're going to have a great time together. And no matter the situation, the ups and downs, just like you have in your family with ups and downs, but yet they're there for you and they love you and they care for you. How much more our God in heaven does he care and love for us? We can't even comprehend the amount of love that he would have for us. And yet, this is what he's called us. So now when we recognize that we are a temple of the Holy Ghost, now we recognize that this is the place for God to pour out his giftings. This is the place for him to pour out his love. And see, that is the main foundation. You need to recognize that it's not giftings. Giftings are okay, and giftings are... Well, let me rephrase that. Giftings are great, but what we realize that when we look at Scripture, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you've got giftings. What do you got in the middle? You've got 1 Corinthians chapter 13. What is that? That is 
That's the, uh, the book of love. It talks about hope and love and faith. And then what have you got over here in chapter 14? You've got another uh, chapter in regards to the giftings that we just talked about in, in uh, 14 and 2. Or 14 and 12, sorry. So what we need to recognize is that the fruits of the Spirit need to be intermixed in with the giftings. If they're not, it doesn't mean anything. They're just loud, clanging things that annoy people. You can have giftings out the yin-yang, and at the end of the day, if you don't mix it with love, then there's nothing but annoying. So I'm, I'm imploring you to get back into the very foundation of what God has called us to do, to Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. I'm imploring you to seek what the Word of God says, to earnestly desire the greater gifts. The greater gifts are those things that edify the church, just like we're going back to chapter 14 and verse 12, for the edification of the church. So there is an aspect that God is calling us to this point of edifying the church. So let's go into Ephesians chapter 5 right now. I just want to go a little bit further in verse number uh, 15. So Ephesians 5 and 15 says, Therefore be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. Oh, how true is that today? So then, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And don't get drunk on wine for the dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. And listen to this, number 19. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart, in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for the things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse number 20, and being subject to one another in the fear of Christ. Philippians 2 and 3 says, Let us each regard one another more important than himself. More important than themselves. Oh, friends, I'm telling you, so many times in this day and age, we want to lift ourselves up. We want our opinions heard. We, we, want, we want our desires to go forward. But how much more should we align ourselves with the Word of God? How much more should we seek the gifts of the Spirit that we might edify one another? How much more should we continue to go to prayer that we might see a glimpse of the face of the Lord Jesus Christ and recognize His love and His mercy and His, and His, and His faithfulness to us? How much more are we supposed to release that same character? Because we are created in the image of God. If we're created in the image of God, then are we not supposed to reflect the very image of God in this world? Are we not supposed to call on God to move through us? Are we not supposed to call upon Him that He might establish His kingdom on earth as it is in heaven? How is it done? It's done through His church. It's done through people stepping out in faith. It's done from this point that it's not just a matter of somebody stepping out on a pulpit, but it's a matter of those coming together in agreement within the church that we would have a love, that we would have a unity, that we'd have a faithfulness, that we would rise up, be separated from the things of this world, and recognize that our God is King, and recognize that our God is Lord, and recognizing and calling on Him that He is the only one that is able to do all these things to change the very direction of this world. And so because of Him, and because of His almighty power, moving through us as we begin to proclaim that, moving through us as we begin to come into agreement and alignment, will He not release out His giftings and His power to show 
his self through through us in this world guys I am telling you there is something that is so awesome that he is placed within us that we have the ability that we have the honor that we have the privilege of doing and it's all in Jesus Christ and if you don't know Jesus if you don't know uh, that he has these blessings for you then I'm imploring you to come to him and to lay your life down before him and say God forgive me of my sins Jesus I believe that you are Lord wash me and cleanse me and make me new I want to walk in your kingdom I want to walk in the blessings that you have for me I want to walk with you hand in hand and I want to walk and receive your love and your mercy and your forgiveness that I might spend all of eternity with you and experience the joy that you have for me that's what being saved is all about that's what uh, giving your life to Jesus is all about and if you are saved and if you are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb then I want to encourage you I want you to go to John chapter 14 and verse number 12 it says this truly truly I say to you he who believes in me the works that I shall do he shall do also and greater works than these he shall do because I go to the Father Guys, the blessing that we have, the promise that we have, is that when we begin to step out in faith, when we begin to step out in the things that God has called us to do, I want to, I want to tell you, I want to encourage you, I want to implore you that this is a new season for the church of Jesus Christ. No longer do you have to just sit back and think that it's for somebody else, because it's not. It's for you, and it's for I. Why? Because God Almighty loves you so much that He wants to pour out a spirit into your life and as I began to have this um, this message given to me the Lord released a word to me uh, a couple of months ago and I believe that it's it's the same uh, for a couple of months ago as it is for right now and so I want to release that to you right now it says a new season is here my greatness will be displayed and my church will arise align yourself with my purposes and call on my name turn your hearts towards me my fire will fill you and the pain of the past will not even be remembered because my presence and my joy will be so much greater believe the word of the Lord and prepare for the wonders of the Lord my victory says the Lord will be greater than that which you have experienced before my love will be released in a way that you have not felt but you will know that it is us words it will and shall be powerful and full of authority for I am the Lord of host and creator prepare yourselves for the impossible that be made possible prepare yourselves in faith and believe that my hand will rest upon you and move through you again the Lord would say this is a new season so prepare yourself for a new season to worship and of intercession prepare for a new direction prepare your hearts and run with excitement to my throne says the Lord my plans will be released and you shall count it all joy if you by faith will hear my words and continue to call upon me my love will never leave you but now it is a season of destiny and fulfillment now is a season to plunder the stock of the wicked one now is a season of reclaiming that which is stolen and more prepare and believe for the Lord has called you for this season young and old this is the season of my glory says the Lord so I believe that as he began to release that word as I'm as I began to have this message that God has put within my heart to release to you even now 
I pray that in the name of Jesus that you would understand that greater works are for you to do. That His love and His mercy and His faith is for you to have released through you. That you might be vessels of honor. That you might be vessels of praise. That you might be vessels in the very kingdom of God. Because you're special and you're loved and you're blessed and you're destined to do greater things. Don't listen to the lies of the devil. Don't listen to that one that, sin, that wants to rob, steal, kill, and destroy. That's not what God has planned for you. God Almighty in His mercy has got a great plan for you and a great love for you. And He doesn't want you to go to hell. He wants to redeem you by the blood of the Lamb. So I'm imploring you, if you don't know Jesus, that you would come and give your life to Him. And if you do know Jesus, I'm imploring you that you would step out in the faith and that you would get to that point of prayer and worship that you would understand that you are a temple of the Holy Ghost. And because you are made a temple of the Holy Ghost, that He has the given ability to pour out His gifting, to pour out His mercy, to pour out His blessings into your life. And I pray that, and even as you're listening now, that there is a deposit of the things in heaven that are released into your life. And I speak it now. I pray for you. Jesus, I ask that everybody that's listening to me right now, in the name of Jesus, that there is a release of fire, that there is a release of giftings, that there is a release of love, that there is a release of faithfulness, that there is a release of mercy, O oh God. O oh God, I pray in the name of Jesus for everybody, O oh God, that is listening, that they would understand that they are warriors in the mighty kingdom of God, that you would bless them and anoint them, O oh God. Fill them and use them for your honor. God, show them how much you love them, how much you care for them, and how much you want to bless them. God, I thank you for everything that you're going to do. We give all praise and all glory to you, and we thank you for your presence and, and for the leading of your Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you've got any, uh, any prayer requests, email them, contact KITV. Uh, I'll tell you, we want to be there for you. We want to bless you. You don't have to do things alone in this day and age. Uh, we want to reach out our hands to you and uh, just speak God's blessing upon you. Thank you so much for tuning in and uh, pray blessing upon you for tonight and the rest of the week. In Jesus' name.